Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Welcome back. I hope that this finds you well. And this week's topic, again, chosen by Instagram. So if you want to cast your vote, make sure you check out my stories during the week. Um, I don't always post it on a consistent day, generally Monday or Tuesday. So if you want to cast your vote, be sure to head over there. But today's topic was chosen as why you should incorporate deep breathing and how to actually do that for your kids. And so I just want to share a quick funny story before we get started. If you don't know, I am a pediatric occupational therapist and when I was working in the clinic before I went into home care, I worked with a lot of kids who were working on self-regulation. And one of the strategies is deep breathing. And for a while, I was thinking, okay, that really, I like, are kids actually going to do that, number one? And can it really work that well as, like, a strategy? Because there were so many other strategies that we would talk about and work through. And now, looking back, like, it is the number one strategy, and if I could go back... I would make sure and teach every child. I mean, it was involved, and you'll see what I mean later on when I talk about different examples. But I would stress it even more because it truly is a really amazing tool. So let's dive into it a little bit. So we have cranial nerves, and we have one called the vagus nerve. And it happens to be our longest cranial nerve. It runs from the brain all the way to our stomach, and it impacts all of our major organs and body processes, including our breathing, which also happens to be the only automatic function that we can also control. So our goal is to keep our body in the rest and digest or the parasympathetic nervous system as much as we can. When our body sense that we're in danger, or for example, our kids are feeling disconnected, which can activate that fight, flight, or freeze response, or um, it activates what is also known as a sympathetic nervous system. And if you want to learn more about how disconnection is tied to behaviors and more about the workings of the brain, I would encourage you to go listen to the previous episode where I deep dive into that. But once your child or you enters that fight, flight, or freeze response, it shuts down other non-important processes and enhances others. So for example, you might notice that your heart beats faster and your breathing increases, and that's to support the physical need when our bodies think that we're encountering danger. Our pupils will dilate, our hearing adjusts so we can hear things in a different way, 
Um, And one of the simplest ways to bring you out of that or to bring your kids out of that state is to introduce deep breathing. So like I mentioned earlier, it's the only automatic system you can also control. But it's also connected to your other organ systems and processes through that vagus nerve. So as you take a deep breath, you are slowing your breathing, which is increasing your vagus nerve involvement and helping to calm the other parts of your body back to that rest and digest phase. So it is actually really important and really effective to encourage the deep breathing. The one thing that I will comment on before I give you some additional ideas on how to promote this with a little bit more ease and fun for your kids is that we want to be differentiating between stress and the need for a cry. And I'll probably do an episode on this because, you know, there's more to it and it's, you might be thinking, okay, well, how do I differentiate between that? Um, but we don't want to activate the deep breathing if our child is showing signs or clearly showing that they have feelings that they need to let out. Because what this actually does, yes, it's going to calm them down, which again is a goal, but it's going to keep those feelings trapped inside. If your child has feelings that they need to let out and you can recognize that, We want to support them through their feelings, letting them have those feelings. So I will link it in the show notes, but that would be, um, you can check out the podcast on stay listening, listening through upsets, um, before we would want to initiate deep breathing. I see deep breathing as being a strategy that one, we want to use in terms of stress. So you might start to recognize Your child isn't necessarily having behavior because they have all these feelings built up, but because they're stressed, which they can kind of tie together, but sometimes when our children are too overwhelmed or too stressed, they just can't think. And so sometimes kind of pushing them into a cry makes it blow up even more because they're already too overwhelmed. Um, So again, we'll go into this in maybe a different episode, but just kind of key into, is your child feeling hungry, stressed, tired, or are they presenting like they need to have a cry? So the other thing um, is, is that this is something that you can be doing on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be just when your child is upset. So if you're thinking, okay, that doesn't make sense to me, or I have no idea how I'm going to differentiate between when my child just needs to let out feelings and cry and when they're just, you know, really having some stressful reactions. And that's okay. It takes time to figure that out. And I'm still figuring that out sometimes. Um, But these are things that you could be practicing regularly when your child's not in these stages because it's going to be increasing their vagal tone, which is going to be um, able to help them lessen that frequency of jumping into this fight, flight, or freeze response. Because what's happening now is initially this response was, okay, there's a lion chasing us and we have to get out of here and stay safe. But now we have come to a place in society where things that are much more 
minimal when you compare it to a lion chasing you are setting us into this fight, flight, or freeze response. And so what we want to do is work on increasing our vagal tone, which is going to keep our body in that rest and digest stage or nervous system activation more frequently. So again, if you can't figure out if you need to listen or initiate deep breathing, that's okay. Do whatever comes to you in the moment. But here are five ways that you can encourage deep breathing, whether your child won't participate in the moment, because if your children are like, well, my oldest, particularly any time that I've tried to encourage him to do deep breathing in the moment, he has not wanted to. And I think part of that is because he knew he had feelings he needed to let out and it wasn't deep breathing, wasn't going to resolve that for him in that moment. But these are also things that you can do again, just to increase um, their vagal tone or to decrease the frequency at which they are jumping into that fight, flight, or freeze response. So number one is blowing bubbles. So think through all of these and every time you're doing some activity that involves blowing, you have to take a deep inhale and an exhale. So you can use regular bubbles, but what I really like to do is either take a Um, bucket that you would use playing in the sandbox or, you know, a cleaning bucket, whatever you have, or the sink and just put some dish soap, a tiny bit, like a little bit of a squirt. You don't need a ton in, you know, an inch or two of water, depending on what your container size is. You don't need a lot. And the less you have actually, the more you're encouraging more of this activity. So as they're blowing bubbles, And then use a straw. If your sink is pretty deep and you have, um, at the clinic, we used to use some like plastic tubing that worked really well because you can make it as long as you want. But as they're blowing, these bubbles are growing taller and taller and then they can pop them and do it again. So not only are you getting the deep breathing and the calming there, but you're also getting a multi-sensory approach. You're, they're seeing visually the bubbles, growing, they're touching and popping the bubbles, they might be hearing the bubbles pop. So it's just a good well-rounded activity for the deep breathing, but also just calming in general. Number two is blowing with a straw. So I like to do things like you could, depending on the age of your child, you might have to just, you know, forgo the straw for a while and put like a feather in their hand or a crumpled up piece of paper or a cotton ball, which you could even tear in half if your child is younger and can't quite figure it out. So if you're not using the straw, just put it in your hand and have them blow it off or blow it across the table. If they are using a straw, what I also like to do is to just kind of keep them focused on the activity and enjoying it if if they need to, is to have them lay on the floor on their tummies and blow through the straw at whatever you're using. Again, crumpled up piece of paper, a cotton ball, a pom-pom ball, um, anything that's light enough, a feather that can be blown by their amount of breath, and have them try to blow it across the room or across the table, like I mentioned. This, again, is going to be initiating that deep breathing, plus they're getting the visual of watching it happen, and it's just a fun activity for them. You can also kind of transition to... Like I used to like to, whether it's a pom-pom ball or a cotton ball works better, but grab a cup or some kind of container, have them put the straw onto 
whatever you're using, the pom-pom ball, let's say, and suck in to try to hold the pom-pom on the bottom of the straw and hold that until they transfer it to the cup and then they can let go. So just a good way of some of that self-control and kind of learning those different things all wrapped up in this great um, deep breathing calming activity. Number three, if your child can blow up a balloon, that would be a really good one. Plus, they can let out the air, make it make silly noises. Again, another multi-sensory approach. Um, or a pinwheel if your child can't blow up a balloon because, I mean, you know, most littler kids can't do that. Number four is a noisemaker. Now, this might seem rather annoying or bothersome to you. But you can get so many different fun ones. Plus, I also like to get a little bit of a variety because they make different noises. So I'm not necessarily talking about the birthday, the ones that you blow on birthdays. But if you go on to Amazon, I'll actually try to link some in the show notes. Um, Like we've used bird ones, there's lips, and they make just different variations of sounds, which can be really fun for kids and continue them on this activity. The goal is to increase the time that they're willing to participate. And then... Number five is expanding and collapsing. Um, It's called a Haberman sphere. It's one of those balls that you can pull open and then it kind of goes back down. It almost looks like little connects pieces, but you can have them do different things. Like when they take a breath in, open it up. And when they breathe out, you know, squish it back together. And then I also found a website that has just different types of breathing, like different shapes, a triangle or a square or different animal breathing techniques that you can try. So if you have a little bit older child that's interested in that, you could definitely um, just go to the show notes and you can find that. And then you can kind of click through and see what your child might be interested in. If you can, encourage your child to exhale longer than they inhale, but I know that might be... (laughs) That may be challenging for for some of you, depending on the age of your child. And then the last thing is to be a model. So our children, people in general, learn best from a model. They're going to do what they see, not necessarily what they are told. So if you are finding yourself being triggered, try to engage yourself in deep breathing. And this is truly one of the number one strategies that I used when I was super overwhelmed and it worked very well. It took me maybe four to six deep breaths. And I think I read that somewhere that it's like six is kind of the amount you need to just really fully calm your body down or at least enough where you can be thinking and problem solving and reasoning and not just coming from that triggered place. So I'd encourage you to just, if your child, even if you're trying to listen to your child, you're feeling calm when you start and halfway through you're like, I just, I can't take this anymore. Just sit next to them and just take a few deep breaths and they can see you doing it. You don't have to announce like, oh, I'm feeling so upset right now. I'm going to take some deep breaths. Just start doing it. Kids will notice. And then I know I just said the last thing, but another thing that's outside of kind of these deep breathing exercises that you can consistently do in your routine that will be outside of these upset, fight, flight, or freeze times to decrease the frequency of them is to start utilizing special time. Again, I will probably never make it a full episode without talking about special time because it really is or really does make all the difference. So if you don't know what that is, 
It is more than one-on-one time. I'd encourage you to check out podcast episode number one and sign up. If you want to, you can go to, um, go to the show notes again and you can sign up for my weekly newsletter and you're going to get a free 14 page e-guide on special time. So it breaks down exactly what it is, how to incorporate it, what you can expect, and then some extra tips and tricks and a lot of the frequently asked questions that I get. So that can be another really great resource and something that you can be doing proactively to help your child from jumping into that fight, flight, or freeze, which is a tongue twister to say, as frequently as they are. So um, I hope that this was helpful for you. If you have any extra ideas or fun things that you do with your kids to help encourage deep breathing, I'd love for you to either leave a comment or head on over to the, my Instagram page at Kaylee Josire and let me know so I can share with everybody else. And I will see you guys next week. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Kaylee Josire. And we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.